Welcome to Growth Island, your go-to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business, general health, and life's bigger mysteries. Welcome to today's episode of Growth Island. This is Mass Fries, and today is going to be really exciting. I got the pleasure of talking to Espen Jalmby. He is not just an amazing individual who helped one of my friends. He is a ninja warrior. He's a doctor of chiropractic. He's a founder of a health group where he set up 10 different clinics. And now he works as a motivational and personal mentor and health expert, making sure people get back into being the best version of themselves, having the energy to get up in the morning and do amazing results. And his story, I can tell you, is a story that really, really gets you excited. So Espen, thank you so much and welcome to today. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's a pleasure. So Espen, I know a bit about your story and it's pretty, pretty amazing. Would you start by telling a bit, how did you get into all of this and how did you become a ninja warrior and, and do all the amazing things you do today? <laughs> That's the number one question. How do, how do we get to where we want to get? And then, and then some, right? Uh, firstly, I think I'd like to start by saying to those who are listening right now, uh, this story is uh, no different to what you experience in your life every day. You, we're all going to experience challenges and some of them will be small, some of them will be big. But when we really understand uh, the philosophy of you know, what's happening in this world and this spiritual life and we can begin to change our belief around obstacles and challenges you know, from things happening to us to how they might just might be happening for us, we can completely transform Um, so the reason why I've come out on the other side stronger and 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 been able to overcome those challenges and the reason why I was, in, uh, I was invited to the the biggest TV show in Australia, you know, two million viewers, and I had a chance to share my full story and and hit the buzzer as well, which was the dream come true on Ninja Warrior, uh, was because of my story. And I think everyone has a story. So yeah, where do we begin, Matt? So where do you want to start? <laughs> so how did you get into the whole moving and so on before we get into the accident? Movement. I, I think for me, uh, what most people need, people need to realize is that movement is life. When we get sick, we move less. When you get fever or cold or you get injured or something, you move less. And so the older you get, the less you move. Eventually, you die because you don't move. When we're children, we move, we move a lot. So movement, firstly, it needs to translate to life in what we believe about movement. And movement and exercise, if you will, should not be painful. It should not be hard. It should not be difficult. It should be a celebration of what our body is capable of doing. It should be self-respect to the temple that our soul has the privilege of living inside. So I think once you really start to see that, I can celebrate by going for a little jog because so many people in the world like my little sister that you might um, you know, hear about soon, has never had that privilege. So movement is a celebration of life. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Good. And then something happened one day where you are not <laughs> able to move that easy. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Well, it was it was back in 2006. My mother had just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. I was here in, in Australia studying uh, my f- second degree. Um, and... Um, 
had to go fly back to Norway to take care of my mother when she was in hospital um, and my little sister as well, Katinka, which was born handicapped. So she's always been in a wheelchair. Um, after I had spent um, eight months in Norway where I'm born and raised um, and I came back to Australia, I had a lot of frustration and pain inside me because I now had a lot of uh, studies to catch up on and I was, uh, you know, I was in pain because my mother, I was still not sure if my mother would live or not. Uh, so I jumped on the motorcycle and I drove um, to one of my jobs. I was working four jobs. And uh, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday, a 600cc racing bike coming over the beautiful hills in Melbourne. Um, and I put the bike down in second gear and laid into a right-hand turn and doing about oh, just under 100 kilometers an hour. And suddenly the the front wheel just disappeared underneath me. And when the rubber grabbed again and the, the bike caught traction, it flipped me up in the air and I flew through the airs probably 15, 20 meters before I hit the ground and rolled into a park and hit a tree and broke both my legs and my back at the same time. That's intense. So what yeah. goes through your mind when you wakes up and you realize that your legs are broken or something is totally messed up in your body. Yeah, that, that, that was really the essence of it because somehow intuitively I knew that things were going to be all right. But the thing that really frightened me was when I came to and I looked down at my right leg, my right foot was on my chest with the toes pointing towards my ear. So effectively what it means is that my, my femur and my thigh bone had twisted 180 degrees and had fractured in four places and was uh, basically wrapped up against my chest. Um, when I uh, realized that I couldn't feel my legs, I became really frightened because, um, well, the first thing that came over me was, um, you know, when I was younger, my little brother died. I found my little brother uh, passed away in his, in his bed uh, when I was eight years old. So and two years yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. You know, you, you can say that and I appreciate the, the beautiful compassion that comes with that. But I also know that that happened for me. Mm. It didn't happen to me. I'm not a victim of my history. I'm a master of my destiny. And so I can choose to make things uh, mean something different because I think we all, can, we all can agree. For the listeners out there right now, just answer this question for yourself. Uh, would you agree or do you believe that there's always going to be challenges in life. You know, I think everyone's going to say yes to that. No one's going to walk around having a perfect life. There's going to be small challenges, going to be big challenges. Mm -hmm. And so if we agree that we cannot avoid challenges, and in fact challenges is what creates character, um, then what do we do to empower ourselves? The first realization is that, well, you don't really need to empower yourself at all because you are free. You already are free, but the ego will tell you that you're not free. And so the empowerment then comes back to understanding that life sometimes is challenging. And when challenges happen, it's there as a opportunity for you to grow. It's part of your soul contract in this lifetime that you've chosen as a conscious soul without going too deep too quick. Um, and when you change what you believe about it, you can overcome it really quickly and become a master of your life, a master of your mind, a master of your emotions and a master of your future by simply changing uh, what you believe. So, yeah, I mean, after my brother passed away and my sister was born handicapped and now I have this, 
this this motorcycle accident, blood everywhere, two broken legs and a broken back, I realized that both of my two greatest fears had uh, basically uh, been real realized for me because one, I was afraid that I might die then. Mm. And two, if, if I didn't die, I might be paralyzed like my little sister. And so for the next two and a half years, I battled with a hospital-induced infection called an MRSA, a staph infection, and almost died in hospital twice. Um, so that uh, became my opportunity to step up or step out. Mm. And when you say step up or step out, what do you mean with that? Give up <clears throat> or, or, or fucking believe that this is happening for you, not to you. Because we all know someone, for the listeners out there, I mean, who, who do you know? Who first comes to mind when I say that friend or that family member that always complains about something that happened in the past that makes them a victim of something in the past and they keep dragging it forward? And we know in neurology that you cannot create an empowering future, a beautiful future, a future of freedom and love and connection if you're stuck in the past. So to let go of the past... To be grateful, to say thank you, I love you, is the only way to liberate that and be able to uh, open up new doors for yourself as as a conscious being. Yeah, totally agree. And it's beautiful to hear your story. And it gives so much more impact when someone has been through as much as you have to yeah. say that you can actually change your story. You can change the story and you have the you have the power to to choose your future. And as long there's two universal emotions, there's love and there's fear. It's either going to be based on love and always going to be based on fear. If something is based on fear, it's not going to serve you um, long term. Um, so the key to understanding then is to change what you believe about it. Yep. Change what you believe about the things that are happening. And yeah, my accident has, and, and then, you know, I almost died in hospital uh, twice. With a, I lost 15 kilos. I was really, really sick. And I knew in my heart that I was dying. I was on really heavy drugs to try and fight the infection and so on and so forth. Um, and one day when the doctor looked me in the eyes and he said, you know, you have a 50-50 chance of losing your right leg from the hip and down. And if the infection continues to spread, it might attack your internal organs and and the worst case scenario, you might die. In that moment, I I became free because I made a decision. And the decision was that if I stay in hospital, I know I'm going to die. And so I choose to uh, to change it. If it is to be, it's up to me. And so I ripped the intravenous antibiotics out of my arm and I left the hospital and never looked back. And now I have the privilege of traveling the world and teaching to thousands. And like I said, to be on national TV in front of millions to share my story. And and when people hear that story, I have the right to tell that story because I almost died and I took health into my own hands through using the power of meditation, of you know, nutrition, of movement, of believing, of personal development, and of doing the work myself to get myself out of it because I had no one to help me. So in fact, when we escape our challenges, they will only only come back harder and stronger until we face them head on and realize that fear is only false evidence appearing real. It's not real. When we recognize that it's happening for us, not to us, everything transforms and we become free. And that are uh, some of the stuff you use as well to help our common friend Daniel, who was really sick yeah. 
after a trip to Indonesia, I've been on a lot of antibiotics. And then he explained to me how you actually helped him get well again. Yeah. The body has an amazing, incredible capacity for self-healing and self-regulation. If you get a cut, it'll heal automatically. I've always said, even though I've had the privilege of seeing over 10,000 patients, I've always said, you know, the doctor can dress the wound, but only you can heal. Mm. So if we understand that there are 70 trillion cells in the body and approximately 6 trillion actions per cell per second, you can begin just slightly to grasp the incredible power of God that is within you. And not God as in God and Jesus, God or whatever you'd like. There is divinity in you. There is magic in you. And if you start to recognize that, things change. You don't want to eat unhealthy. You don't want to drink as much. You don't want to have the unhealthy habits. You want to start nurturing yourself and take care of yourself because you are, in fact, um, a creature of God. You're, you're worthy of love. You're, you, you are the soul and I think what I said to Daniel as well is that he he has that belief and we just needed to change, tweak a couple of things, work on his gut a little bit. He was fine. He, he healed real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was two weeks or so after yeah. being sick for quite a while and met a lot of doctors that gave him a lot of drugs that didn't really help. Yeah, yeah. So That's the story we very often face, so many of us. And the thing is, what we say medicine, you know, modern medicine is two hundred and less than 250 uh, years old. You know, some of these old ancient sciences of healing, you call it yoga, meditation, acupuncture, nutrition, naturopathy, homeopathy, so many of Chinese medicine, so many of these ancient uh, uh, cultures of wisdom healing, you know, they're up to 4,000 years old. And so they've stood the test of time. Um, that's not to say that we don't need medicine. Uh, no. We like I, I'm grateful that someone you know put 16 bits of metal through my legs and my back and put me back together. But I did the healing. The doctor didn't do the healing. I did the healing. Mm-hmm. So I know you're one of the in the biohacking environment. We would say someone that can go mm. really deep. But today we're not going to talk too much about the different things you can do to heal your body with what you eat and so on. We're going to talk more about quantum living. And setting goals mm. in line with your soul's exp- expression to optimize the function mm. of body, mind, and spirit. Mm. What, does, what does that mean? And why is that important? Where? Okay, so firstly, if I heard that for the first time and I was a listener, I'd be like, what did you say there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah, in essence, um, the, if you look at the last 300 years of modern research in physics, Uh, you summarize that into what's called metadata. And what you get is you can look at the last 30 years of research in in terms of what's called quantum physics. How would you say quantum physics in Danish? Quantum physics. Yeah, quantum physics. Yeah. And physique. So as what we as all we know now is that the old, uh, you know, Newton, he, he founded this Newtonian physics. And, you know, basically what that explains is, is something that's really, really predictable. Uh, you know, this is uh, the surface of the of the table uh, and so on and so forth. And we know that there are certain universal laws. Now what we know is that the actual uh, science has now proven, and I mean really proven, that at the core of creation, at the core of existence, at the, at the essence of who you are, who I am, what's within us and all around us is something called the unified field. 
Some people call it spirit. Other people call it God. Some people call it consciousness, the divine, uh, you know, call it whatever you want. There is a unified field of energy that governs all matter. So at the top, at the superficial layer, we have the three-dimensional world of the senses, which is what you and I can experience every day. And at the core of creation, there is the unified field. Now, this is the fulfillment of Einstein's lifelong theory to recognize that there is a single source of creation that governs all things. So what I've realized after living a lot of uh, years in the mind, creating big businesses, traveling the world, doing lots of personal development in the mind and all of these things, I've realized that I've been working on myself externally and I've been setting goals externally. And at any time we look externally, we will not find the answers because the answers are found within because at the core of creation sits the unified field. And the best way I can explain this is simple. So I want to ask one question to all the listeners out there and to you as well, Matt. What do you believe about yourself? Do you believe that you are simply flesh and bone or do you believe that there is a spirit inside there somewhere? I definitely believe there's something more. Whether you, call it, whether you call it the spirit or energy, something that's unique or something mm. that's hard for us to explain. I think it's yes. also when, when you read Homo Deus and some of his theories about what the human, what, what is a human being. Super mm. interesting. What is it really? But there is something inside of us or something that we just can't explain. Yeah. And I think that summarizes exactly what the point that I was trying to make, because if if we live a, a life where we believe that we simply are flesh and bone, we will live a limited life because that is the limitations of the three-dimensional world. If we live a life where do we do believe that not just you and I and the listeners have something within us, call it a soul, call it energy, call it love, call it consciousness, call it God, call it, call it whatever you want. But also the world, the the energy. If you look at the way the universe is structured, the way the planet goes around the planet, and when there's a shift in the planets, the sea goes up and down. And when the sun is out, we have an exchange of energy on our skin. And we realize that the entire universe goes is so magnificently put together that it just simply cannot be random. Mathematically, physically, and in terms of quantum physics, it simply cannot be random. It's just impossible mathematically. So what, what I then do is I look at that, and so with the essence of you being the soul, being a spirit, an energy that lives in your human body, why would we go around setting goals that are mortal if we are an immortal soul? And when you, say ex- live- when you say Go external ahead. goals, what do you mean with that? Good question. So, for example, if you set a goal based on uh, things that are purely physical and materialistic, yeah. I always say nothing of the senses will ever satisfy the soul. And so your soul is who you are as an essence. So why do we walk around thinking that we're eternal beings, but none of us set eternal goals? And when it comes to quantum living, what I'm doing for people is giving them an, a sense of self, an experience where they get to dig a little bit deeper and look within as to who am I and what am I here to do? 
what am I really here to do? Am I just here to work nine to five or am I here to save up money for five years so I can buy a nice car or am I here just to do this or that or why am I really here? Um, and how can I contribute, live, learn and love more? Uh, and that's what quantum living is all about. Interesting. I think those are super important questions and so hard for us. And questions, mm. I think probably why people will be reluctant is because we're not used to asking so big questions. Yeah, and the quality of our life is the quality of our most prominent and dominant questions. Yeah. So ask good questions, you get good answers. And now that's exactly the, the spot on point that I'm making. For some people listening to this, it can be overwhelming thinking, you know, what the heck? And you might want to go back and listen to this over and over and over again until you feel the heart open. Uh, because I'm not speaking to your mind right now, I'm speaking to the heart. So much of personal development, uh, over 95% of personal development seminars throughout the world is done on the mind. Mm. And what I'm doing in quantum living is that I'm breaking open anything that has um, shadowed your heart so you can live with an open heart. So how do we open that heart to really find the answers to these questions? That's, that is the question. That is the number one question. How do we live with an open heart? Uh, the first thing I'd say to that is change the belief system, like I mentioned in the beginning, that you are not alone, that you are not your body, that you are not your mind, but that you are an immortal soul, a creature of God, a divine creature of consciousness, and that you, in fact, are worthy of love. You're worthy of living. Yeah, you're worthy of, of love. You're worthy of living an incredible experience. And everything that you have done in your past has happened for a reason. And you know what, Matt says, I always say, even though if it hasn't happened for a reason, if you change your belief that it has, all of the guilt, all of the shame, all of the blame, all of the fear starts going away. And you can learn to fall in love with, with yourself again. So let's say that you are an individual that are very ashamed of what you've done or feel guilty about a lot of stuff. How do you then suddenly like listen to a podcast and you're like, okay, I let go? Or what do you do? Sit down, meditate, go for a long walk, unplug mm -hmm. for a while so you don't constantly have the stimulus from Instagram or whatever it is that you constantly get notifications. What would you recommend mm -hmm. for people out there? That's a really beautiful point, my friend, and I just got goosebumps. Every time I get goosebumps, I know that the universe is speaking through me. So that this is a really important question that you ask. What happens um, as a human species is that we've been conditioned to avoid pain. And so if you and I are about to talk about something a little bit uncomfortable like this could have been or can be, people very often turn off their podcast, they jump on Facebook, they eat some food, they do some drugs, they have some alcohol, they escape. You know, like you mentioned with Instagram before. That short-term stimulus behavior is an addiction to an escape. What we need to do is to realize that if it's not dealt with, it becomes more painful as it goes on. Because the universe is giving you an opportunity to see things on the way instead of in the way and know that since you are a creature of God, there is nothing to forgive. I'm about to do a, a podcast with a friend of mine called Preston Smiles. He's one of the, the greatest uh, spiritual teachers in the world now. 
And he asked me to do a podcast uh, with him or, or to do a YouTube video as well for him to share. And, and I asked him, what, what do you want the topic to be? And he said, what's the most controversial topic right now? And I said, the topic is forgiveness is not the answer. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of looked at me and said, okay, so what's the answer? And I said, well, if you recognize that you are worthy of love and that everything has happened, has happened so you can fulfill your soul contract, then what is there to forgive? Since the universe is universal and there are just as many benefits and drawbacks, a great example is Oprah Winfrey. If you ask Oprah Winfrey about her story, she'll say the greatest blessing she's ever received is being beaten and sexually abused throughout her childhood because if she hadn't been abused for so many years as a child, she would have not had the passion and the inspiration that has now had an impact on millions and millions of people throughout the world and is still having that same impact. So if you ask Oprah Winfrey if she would take away that abuse, she says, no, it's the greatest gift I could ever receive. So if you are stuck in your life thinking or feeling that there are more drawbacks, more negatives than positives and benefits, if you believe that whatever happened is more bad than good, then you are stuck. And you need to release that belief because you cannot heal if you hold on to the past and if you blame. So in essence, when we come back to it, what is there to forgive? Only thank you. I love you. So what do you do after listening to this in regards to to opening up the heart? <clears throat> so you realize yeah, these. So, so let's say you you buy in to this philosophy and you believe that this is true and somehow it resonates with you. You can like, this This actually makes sense to me. Like I can feel what you're saying yeah. is true to me, yeah. Or but I'm still struggling a little bit. What would, yeah, what would be, could you do an exercise or, or what would you recommend? That is the question. So the first thing is, um, and this is actually, my mother said this to me when I was a child. She said, uh, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. And what I've recognized over the years is that we become like the top five people we spend most of our time with. And so, you know, what do we do? I could say, go, you know, buy my course or, you know, go to personal development, go do this, go to that. Find someone in your life that have overcome similar challenges. Someone with a spiritual essence that have gone through um, whatever difficulty you've gone through and overcome it to make it their transformation because the trauma becomes their transformation. You would never go to a Hollywood movie and watch a movie for two hours about someone cooking some food, then driving to work, then then working, then driving back and fucking going to sleep. Hopefully the not. Greater, are you right? The greater the challenge, the greater the hero. When the world's about to end, to end and all these things happen and Brad Pitt pulls out something and saves the world, now that's a movie worth watching. You are the hero of your movie. So if you want to, 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 to be the screenwriter and the producer and the director and all these things, you need to make sure that you understand that you're also going to be the action hero and there's no action without trauma. The action you need to take is find someone that clearly 
owns what they speak, that have overcome challenges similar to yours that can inspire you, they're often a coach or a mentor that can keep you accountable. Because if you don't have someone to check in with regularly, someone that will inspire you to move in the right direction, like what you're doing, Matt, with your podcast, listening to your podcast is not just going to be beneficial for you because you can learn, but you can serve these lessons to millions of people while you're sleeping. That is what I call having an impact and making a difference. So I would follow someone like you if that was the goal that I was trying to achieve. I would follow someone like, uh, let's say Tony Robbins, which we briefly talked about earlier today. If you know being disciplined and and being having a strong mind is what you want to achieve. If you're female, you want to learn about fe- uh, feminine healing. You might want to follow Marianne Williamson and Louise Hay. If you're into the work that I do with you know understanding that you can change the condition of your nervous system to be a master of your future and learn to live with an open heart and learn to live from a spiritual presence, then follow the work that I do or perhaps the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So find that person that resonates with you when they speak. Don't just listen with your head. Listen with your heart and with your intuition. And when you get that aha moment or that, wow, I need to write that down or that goosebump experience you know that you found the right person. That's a brilliant advice. Thank you, Espen. I think that resonated a lot. So, especially the advice about finding the one that that resonates with you. So for me, yeah. I love Anthony Robbins. I know a lot of mm. people think he's way too much, but when I see his energy, and that's something that resonated a lot with me where I've seen other motivational speakers that have a completely different energy. They just don't resonate with me. And it's not just my mind. It's it's my body that feels like there's something here that's something that I'm drawn to. Where other speakers or other experts or whatever you would call them, leaders, they attract a different kind of person. And I think it's so important to find the people that are moving you towards a better life or positive vision, seeing opportunities and then follow them. For me, it's been Tony Robbins and Dai Lama. That's been the two greatest to, to follow and to learn from. But I think it's so important that you find those leaders or role models, inspirations to, to follow and learn from. Yeah. And, you know, one of the secrets, uh, or not the secrets, but the tools that I've used in my life is to turn my car yeah. my time in the car or time driving or whatever into a learning hub. It's my university on wheels. I don't sit there and listen to the radio and waste my time. You have 168 hours of the week. Why the hell would you waste your time listening to things that does not empower your brain? Open your heart. Serve your body. Listen to the podcast like this. Listen to your favorite mentor, teacher, speaker, healer, something rather. Fill your mind with powerful stuff first thing in the morning and you will have a powerful day true and i think it's so under undervalued in our society yeah. people watch so much netflix sit on instagram stuff that don't empower your mind like what is your feeling after you've done an activity do you feel empowered full of energy very few people i know feel super empowered after they sit on instagram but yeah and I've seen it on my own personal life when I've listened to empowering stuff, like my my full body lifts and I feel like yep. I can accomplish anything. Like there's no, there's only, there's no problems. There's only challenges that are interesting to try to solve. And it sounds 
I know for some people they're going to be like that's wacky you must be weird so on. but it's just it's the feeling in your body where you feel like you can overcome anything and it is really like what you listen to mm. and you know what when you when you said when you're feeling like you can overcome anything I want to just talk about that really quickly because in science we now know that what you believe you will achieve when your subconscious mind hears an instruction if I say to you Mats you're wearing a black jumper and you believe it, you will feel that way. If I say you're wearing a white one, you will also believe that, and it'll change accordingly. Hormones will change, brain patterns will change, wavelengths will change, breath will change, and so on and so forth. What we're now realizing in neurology uh, is uh, something called neuroplasticity and epigenetics. In epigenetics, we know that 95% of your health outcomes are related to the control of the genes. What that means is that you're not a victim of your genetic uh, expression in any more than 5% of your health outcomes are pre-programmed. 95% of it, you have the power to influence and change. So when your subconscious, the Unbewusstheit? One more yeah, exactly. Uh, when your subconscious is completely open to suggestion and you're feeding your brain with Instagram stuff and other disempowering things, you become a disempowered person because that programming is running. Knowing now that if you believe you can achieve, if you believe that you are healing, the body has a physiological response. Yeah. That's the truth. This is evidence. So what you need to do is to change what you believe. What you need to do is to change what you feed your brain and what you feel about things. And one of the best ways to do that is to find a mentor because limiting beliefs, you can't see them. You can't experience them. But someone else can point them out and go, "Have do you understand this is one of your patterns? So if anyone listening for any second thinks that you are not able to make a change, you better think again. Yeah. You are where you are because of the repetitive behavior and habits or whatever experience that you brought into your spiritual life. But you are so powerful. You have no idea how powerful you are. It's time to start believing in yourself. I really like that you're pointing this out. It's something I've talked to with different friends lately. Because whether hypnotherapy works and stuff like that, that people feel is very out there or hippie-ish and there's no science that it works. Well, uh. that actually, we actually have science now. Meditation works. That used to be something 10 years ago people thought was absolutely crazy. You would never be able to change your mind or your body were just sitting and thinking like you had to be a lunatic to think <laughs> that. Now we have research showing that your brain actually changes physically. Yeah, And also if you look at Placebo, we know placebo is extremely powerful when it comes to yeah. medicine. Just as powerful as a drug. Yeah. So if we can so we know that our body and mind can produce better results or the same results as drugs. So that also uh -huh. leaves the logical conclusion that of course if we could learn to use whether you call it placebo or the power of the mind, I find uh -huh. that most people that are more convinced or more traditional like to think about placebo because they can relate to that. It's been proven scientifically. Everyone knows like placebo is a real thing. So whether you call that you control the placebo or whether you learn to control the power of your mind 
of self-healing. Ah. It's pretty much the same, but I find people can relate much easier when you say it's basically just you learn how to control placebo. Yeah. And when you said there's actually physical changes in the body, that's actually true. We know that that's been proven with MRIs and, and brain scans for, for many, many years. Uh, you're, you're, you're 100% right. So you know what, you know what that does, Mats? That does, that does two things. The first thing it does is that it shows us now that we have no more excuses. Yeah. There's no more saying it runs in the family. My mom had it. Her mom had it. That's why I'll have it. So I don't need to push myself. I don't need to practice discipline. I don't need to take responsibility because it'll happen to me as well. That's the easy way out. Now science of epigenetics has shown us that genes control 5% and respond to 95%. So you cannot anymore sit on your ass and not take responsibility for your life because then you're creating the same pattern. And with all due respect to the beautiful people that are listening, are you certain that what you're doing is setting the right example for your children? Mm. It's a very important question to ask because I'm certainly not perfect and I have days where I'll have... I'll get drunk and I'll sleep in and I'll watch Netflix and I am a human, I'm a spiritual being living in human experience, but the majority of my time is conscious in my efforts of doing the right thing and providing service. So remember that there is no more hiding anymore. We are awakening as a species. We are becoming conscious as a race and it is time to wake up. And I think it's important to <clears throat> to point out as well that epigenetics is not something for the critical people out there that's just been invented by a bunch of yogis. No disrespectful <laughs> to the yogis. <clears throat> I have a yoga mat as well in my living room. and But that's often yeah, when you have critical people that are like, yeah, that's just a bunch of yogis. They don't really know what they're doing. Then they made <laughs> off this word like epigenetic is something you'll be able to find at the top universities like researchers looking into that. It's mm. been established as as what would you say um, known scientific mm. that is not just something that a bunch of people that smoke weed or sit and meditate all day <laughs> believe it's it's not up for discussion any longer that, that's right and you know I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the summary the best way to prove epigenetics is real simple or epigenetics or epi means above it means control above. Uh, genetics means genes. It means control above and beyond your genes. Epigenetics and the, the understanding and the science of epigenetics was founded in the 1960s. And the first guy in the world to do research on, on stem cells was Professor Bruce Lipton, which was a medical, medical, mind you, researcher at the Stanford University. If you're a medical researcher at the Stanford University, then according to modern science, you're pretty much at the very top of the game in science, not spirituality, not uh, holistic healing, but medical science. Mm. A, a professor Bruce Lipton found in his studies uh, where he eventually concluded it by writing the book, The Biology of Belief. If you want to learn how to empower yourself physically, you want to listen to the audiobook or read the book, The Biolo uh, Biology of Belief. Where he says, like I started this this interview today by talking about what you believe you'll achieve, change the question, change your life, and change what you believe, you change your outcomes and change your, your future. He wrote an entire book on it based on his research. And Professor Bruce Lipton, uh, first in the world to do stem cell research in the 1960s, proved that if you take the same gene 
and you put it in three different petri dishes with a different environment in each of the petri dish, the same gene, one turns to bone, one turns to fat, the other one turns to muscle. So if the genes didn't change, what did? And the answer for those listening is the environment. So what that means now is that, well, since you can't change the 5%, you can certainly change the 95%. So Professor Bruce Lipton pioneered this research. And then, and I think this is the key point, he left the the Stanford University, um, the medical university. And the reason why he left, he said, is this. I've been teaching for a long time that genes control life. Now, the newest science evidence shows that genes control life. So I will no longer be teaching a disempowering model to the world to let them know that they are sick when the evidence shows that they truly have the power within themselves to be well. And he now is traveling the world teaching this groundbreaking science, arts, and philosophy. So yes, Mats, it is absolutely 100% scientific. And for those listening now, know that your cells inside of your body like I said, six trillion actions per cell per second. That is the unified field that has also been proven living within you. That is spirit within you. That is who you are. So never again underestimate your greatness. And I think a really important point to add as well is that people shouldn't sit and feel guilty about being sick. That's not what being said. So people that have limits in mindset could take this as, so you're blaming me for my own disease and get very upset by listening, but they probably tuned out already, if that was the answer. (laughs) (laughs) But let's be honest, I could have also been there. When I grew up, uh, when when my little brother died, uh, when I was eight years old, I spent 10 years being angry. I spent 10 years being sick. Yeah. And if you asked me then, I would have said, yeah, no, I didn't do anything to deserve my brother dying. My mother didn't do anything to deserve to find her child passed away in his bed. So we could then blame. Yeah. Who is, who is there to blame? There is no blame. Everything has happened by divine design, but we have the power to change it. There is no blame because everything that has happened has happened by divine design. But if we want to, we can stay stuck. But if we want to, we can also change it. And the, 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 the challenge is, is simply making the decision and breaking free. Yeah. And then looking for the right information, looking for the right mo- role models to learn from. Yes, exactly. And I love, thank you so much for mentioning what you said before, because some people listening go, no, oh, it's easy for you, you know, you know, Ninja Warrior or, you know, you like you, Mats, you're super successful in what you're doing. It's like, well, hang on, once I was dying in the hospital bed and I had no one. Yeah. So I've been there. You know, no no one wants to go through what I've gone through, but once I've gone through it, I can say I'm grateful for it because it's made me who I am. Yeah. And that's the reason why you can speak with the authority you are now because you can say, I've been through hard stuff. And I have compassion for the pain that it brings because even though we're spirits, we're still living a human experience. So we cannot judge our anger and our rage and our emotions and our behavior, but we can learn from them and we can transcend them. Yeah. Bit by bit, little bit at a time. <laughs> so if we had to give some short, concrete tools people can use for the listeners mm. out there, 
So after this interview, they can sit down and write down some goals or do something else. So we know they can go look for people that can inspire them. What could be other things to, to move in the right direction? If, if people want to, they can jump on my website and fill out what's called the Wheel of Life. It's, um, it's a questionnaire online, which is free, which gives you the chance to answer a whole set of specific questions that enable you to see where you are from one to 10 in each of the eight areas of life. So from health to spirituality to fitness uh, to finances to relationships to your career to your time and so on and so forth, uh, which is easily done. Um, but I want to take it way further than that. I want to answer your question with with a question. Yeah. Um, when you're at the end of your life, when you get to the very end of your life and you are on your deathbed and you know that this is the moment where you're passing on, you're transcending again. If you were to place both of your hands on your heart and ask the question, did I do everything I could with everything I had? What do you need to do right now for you to be able to say yes to that? What do you need to do right now to change your life so that at the end you put your hands on your heart, you feel your heart open, and you know that you did everything you could with everything you had? That's the question. And that is a question that involves many different areas of life and it will be a unique answer for every single individual. But whatever it is that your soul is calling you to do now will most likely come up when you ask that question. And if you start today by taking action on that one thing, I had a client of mine um, about a year ago I do coaching for people and she was a platinum elite client. So I build her life calendar and her business and all that sort of stuff. And I asked that question. She came to one of my events uh, in Australia and I asked that question and, and she left the room during the event. Yeah. And I had a feeling that she was about to do something and, but I continued to speak. I had uh, almost 200 people in the room and afterwards, I got one of my staff members to go and find her. And I, and I asked her and I said, what did you do? And she said, uh, I called my father because he abused me when I was young. And I told him that I loved him and that I forgave him. And his, his fa her father burst into tears and told her that that night he had planned to take his own life. So who knows if it's 100% accurate, 100% true. I believe it is because I saw the truth in her eyes. The yeah. point is that there had been 30 years, over 30 years of her living with blame and pain and guilt and shame and her father are living 30 years with guilt and shame and blame and all of these terrible emotions, killing your opportunity to live an extraordinary life and all it took was one question 
to ask, what would you do now to get to the end of your life and say, I did everything I could with everything I had? She said, I needed to let it go because it did not serve me to hang on to that anymore. It's a powerful question. So what do you need to do right now, my friend? Is there someone you need to call and say, thank you, I love you too? Is there something you need to do? I definitely have to call my grandparents. So my granddad is dying. And oh, wow. Sorry it was to hear that, buddy. Very, uh, very hard to see him at our Christmas because he used to be the strong man. He's always been helping. And now he is down to, to a level where he can speak. And he just wants to leave this planet. He's more than 93 years old. And he mm-hmm. just isn't possible to do it. So that was very hard to see. So call him again. Call my grandmother. Yeah. And I think I should call my mom as well to to check in on how she's doing, because it's That's tough beautiful. to be a daughter being there for for your dad when when suddenly you're about to to leave this world. Mm. And you know what? Every time, and this has never ever proven wrong. Every time something like that comes up, and I ask myself, "What shall I do?" I change the question, and the question is, "How would love respond?" How would love respond? And then I do that. And you calling your parents is, is giving love. And I think that's a beautiful idea. Yep. That's beautiful. And, and I don't know how much comfort it is, but I know, for me at least, and everyone's belief might be different, but when we move on one day from this earth, we move on to a magnificent place. Whew. <laughs> My brother is celebrating up there, wherever he is. I'll tell you what. And your grandfather will too. This passing on is is painful because we miss what we'll miss about them. But they will be in a beautiful divine place of unconditional love, which I truly do believe is nothing to fear. But while they're here in the moment, in the physical form, may we give them as much love, compassion, maybe even make him smile, laugh. <clears throat> yeah, that matters Beautiful. a lot. So where can people find out more about you, Espen, and learn about some of the stuff you're doing? Obviously, you know, you have Instagram and Facebook, um, which is good. You know, that's more short quotes. I mean, fa- on Facebook, it's a lot of lives. Where When I'm feeling inspired and the universe speaks through me, I jump on Facebook and share the, the live there, which is just Dr. Espen Yalmby, H-J-A-L-M-B-Y. Yeah, I'll add some uh, show notes as well with some links. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so that's Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Dr. Underscore uh, Espen. Um, YouTube and also jumped onto my website, DrEspen.com. Yep. Um, and you can just, yeah, any, any questions, reach out to our team. We're always here to help. And, you know, I think the essence of this, if you're still listening, um, my question to you is, what was your number one takeaway from today? What was the one thing that was said today that touched you the most? And how do you need to act on that? Because that's the difference. The difference between theory and action is the difference between a life of suffering and quiet desperation and a life of abundance and success. It's taking action that makes all the difference. And you help people with that, both through workshops, 
different online programs, both about how to become a ninja warrior. We didn't even get to speak about that. But the ones, the ones oh, yeah. that don't know what a ninja warrior is, is basically the coolest challenge of using your body and being not just big and strong, but actually being able to move, go through a lot of obstacles. And you got really find that. It's a world-known program. Yeah. Uh, Australian Ninja Warrior came from American Ninja Warrior, which came from Sasuke, uh, which came from Japan. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of the biggest TV shows in the world now. And it has not come to Denmark or Norway yet, as far as I know, but it's been in know. Sweden, Netherlands. Oh, do you have it in Denmark now? Yeah. Oh, cool. cool. Well, there you go. So uh, then people, what, what's it called in Danish? Ninja Warrior as well. Yeah, Ninja Warrior Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, well, then people know a bit of what it's about. Yeah, that was certainly a challenge. Yeah. Um, but an incredible opportunity to hit that buzzer at the top. Yeah. So yeah you, do, you do programs yeah. about how to train for Ninja Warrior. You do programs about self-development, finding your your purpose and how to set the goals. Yeah, I do a lot of different programs. I have one program called Seven Days to Ninja Your Life, which is the top seven personal development tools I've ever come across in my entire life. Um, and I sold it for a long time for $505. And then I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm doing well financially. I want to make a difference now. I want to make this affordable to anyone. Uh, so the program cost me almost $15,000 to make, and I'm selling it for $7. That's just so, clear, <laughs> so clear, clearly I'm not doing it to make money. Um, but those seven tools, uh, and if you go to my website or dressman.com, you click on programs, it's called Seven Days to Ninja Your Life. It delivers a message to your phone using Messenger every day with a link to the research with, with a video where I share the number one personal development tool every single day for seven days. Um, and when people graduate, as a ninja, I know that their life will change. And if that's, uh, that might be a really good way to start because everyone can afford $7 uh, if you want to change. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a good thing for the listeners out there. If you're not sure where to get started, now we talked about how to get aligned and so on. Now you have your chance to at least find some really good tools. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely amazing. And and thank you so much for doing what you're doing, man. Like you, I, For those of you who cannot see his face, he's constantly smiling, all right? He's just a bubble of beautiful energy. And to be able to share this with you uh, and put it online as a podcast will echo in eternity. This is absolutely beautiful what you're doing, brother. So thank you so much for being a, a, a barrier of light. Thank you so much, Esme. It's and yeah, thank you man. so much for taking the time. This has been super valuable, and I know there's a lot of people out there that's really going to appreciate this. So I hope as many people as possible get to the end because the messages are so strong. That's awesome, brother. And for those listening out there, I love you so much. Uh, you are so powerful. Don't ever doubt that again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Esme. Yeah. Pleasure to have you. You're the man, brother. Peace and love. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.